crazy, man, how, how far we've come. And look at me and you are, are doing <laughs> the old school, old school I think, I think <laughs> you're in a broom <laughs> You're in a broom closet right now. Uh, and I'm in my living room. Oh, my God, man. But it's what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Des here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, and of course at Apollo HOU. And Des, let's get right into it. Since our last recording just a couple of days ago, the Astros took a series from the Rangers, and of course they took another series from the Angels. And man, oh man, we're getting that much closer to October. The dog days seem to be behind us. Look, the Astros doing what they're supposed to do, winning series. Yeah, you win series, you tend to uh, have a high seed in the playoffs. So uh, good baseball all around. Uh, the Otani series and Trout series, um, it was just the memes all over again. It was Trout, I think, has like seven days in a row. He's at a home run. Otani shoved, and he'd be still in the series. Um, that's what you do. And there's a lot of good things. Guys are starting to round into form. From some good baseball stringing together we're not living and dying by the long ball so uh really pumped this this team's starting to turn it on a little bit i know we're covering the astros here on beyond the diamond like we always do but uh shohei otani is probably one of the most unique players that we will we will literally ever ever see mike trout is arguably the greatest baseball player when it's all said and done of all time and they play for the angels and shohei will probably never see the playoffs as an angel mike trout has only been in the playoffs once yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, everything's been said a billion times, right? Like two generational talents, and they just can't build around it, and it sucks. But I also think the Astros fans and fan base, and even myself, I'm guilty of not appreciating them in the right. sense of like, because we see them all the time, but we're, we're lucky. Like, we're going to get to tell our kids and our grandkids, like, hey, we got to see Mike Trout and show us how he play baseball. And, oh, like, not just like a one-off series, like multiple, multiple times over. And so I think that's that's really cool to sit back and be like, yeah, we got to see two of the greats to, to ever do it. So as a baseball fan, uh, I'm going to start appreciating them a little bit more, and uh, especially next year when it looks like Otani's probably leaving. Yeah, we sit here and we knock Mike Trout for not hitting well at Minute Maid Park, and he's – I mean, the dude could go like O for his next 100 and he'd still be a lifetime 300 hitter with, with the OPS of almost damn near 1,000. That's just how good he is. It's crazy to think yeah. about. And he comes to Minute Maid Park – Every single season, multiple times. What? How many games do they play against the Angels every year? Like 16? More, more than that, whatever uh, it is, I'm bad at Yeah, math. I think it's like 18, 19 up, yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it's 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 crazy. Um, and our, our pitchers don't, like, necessarily give in to them. There's a lot of, a lot of really good uh, innings against them, a lot of good approaches, a lot of good game plans. And I love seeing our guys just compete and attack. Um, it's almost like we, when we had Stromy on, you know, he was just like, look, if Barry Bonds is up with the runner, we're just going to pitch around him. Right. But if it's no one on, let's pitch out of, he hits one, he gets a solo tater, like so be it, you tip your cap and, and you go on. So I like seeing our guys not, you know, not, not kind of dance around them. They attack and it only makes them better down, down the stretch. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, the Astros pitchers, Framber Valdez, 15 and five. Now he got. His 15th wins, 24 straight quality starts for the left-hander. What's a more impressive streak? Framber Valdez's 24 straight quality starts 
or Mike Trout at this point has hit a home run in seven straight games? Baseball's hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> to hit seven tanks in seven days, that's, that's damn near ridiculous. Dude, that's dumb. Like, that's so dumb. So uh, uh, a quality start in Major League Baseball is no less than six innings pitched and no more than three, three earned runs. Yeah. So if you look at three earned runs, it's a four-and-a-half ERA, which in the grand scheme of things, a four-and-a-half ERA, okay, but but hitting seven straight bombs in seven straight games, like – that is really, really hard to do. Plus, but then on the flip side of it, Framber Valdez is our, is is um, pitching for himself, or uh, I'm sorry, for himself against the opposition, meaning the hitter. But he's also having to deal with um, is Dusty Baker and Josh Miller and the rest of the staff going to let him get through the lineup two times? I know we saw the complete game, but that's just some of the things that he battles. You know, you got the analytics, the pitch counts, and then let's not forget that. Every single outing, the umpires have a really good chance of being really bad. So Framber Valdez battles against that as well. So you compare the two, it's like really which one is is harder? I, I don't know. I still think hitting seven straight home runs is is insane. But then also on the flip side of it, twenty four straight twenty four straight quality starts like that's saying something. Great, yeah, yeah. Straight. Look, he throws every fifth day, like over twenty. It's it's dumb and. and and I think the quality start um, is a little bit overrated. But I also think when you do it 24 times in a row and the names that were associated with that, the Gibsons, the DeGroms, these, these guys that are going to be going to be future Hall of Famers or already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Mike Scott. The, yeah, Mike Scott. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that it, it when you get to that level, that number, like, oh, shit, 24 in a row, like – then you start respecting it a little bit more. Like you said, you can have a quality start and have a four or five ERA, right? But when you've done it over a span of three months, four months, that's pretty damn impressive. And last night, uh, I guess it would have been the 12th of September, to go a complete game shutout in the year of 22, 2022, yeah. like dumb. Like no right. one's doing that. Like the, the DeGroms will. Um, Maybe a Scherzer when he's just yeah. You know, Otani will do. Otani will do as well. Yeah, but to throw a complete game shutout for your twenty fourth quality start and really not break a sweat like he was flirting with a Maddox like yeah. if the, the eighth inning was a little bit long I was like oh shit was like, this may be a Maddox like a complete game shutout under hundred pitches that would have been sick but yeah. at the end of the day a complete game shutout of the year twenty twenty two when guys are getting pulled after you know two and a third or whatever it is because they don't want to see the guy a second time through. That's pretty damn, exp pretty damn impressive. And we talked about it. We talked about it two, three episodes ago. Like Dusty Baker treats Framber Valdez like a 1995 ace, a, a war daddy. Remember I said it, you, you guys, I, I should have said war wars, whatever. Yeah. War but, daddy. That's right. Yeah. War whatever. daddy. I still don't know what a war daddy is, but we'll figure it out. Like the dude is, he's just, He's thriving, and he's love. He, have you seen his Instagram stories after the game? Yeah, there's like yeah. 150. Like he just repost. He loves it. No one loves Framber Valdez more than Framber Valdez, and I love him for that. Yeah, yeah. 100, 109 pitches last night as we record this uh, today on Tuesday, September 13th. So he pitched on September 12th, and yeah, 109 pitches, a really efficient outing. If you look at his season stats, he's 15 and five. 
two and a half ERA, a whip of 1.11, 169 strikeouts. The dude's going to get uh, Cy Young votes. He should get first place votes. He should get second place votes. He should get third place votes. Look, I understand that Justin Verlander is still sitting at 16 and three. And it's he still, may get him. he may pass him. He may pass him. He I know he may him. pass him. Like, that's the crazy thing to think about. And, and again, Justin Verlander is on the verge of coming back into the rotation, coming off of, of the injury. But look, I still think it's Verlander's award to lose. But is it because Verlander? of his last name? Is it because of his last name and the, the backstory of it all? Like, 39, post yes. Tommy. Absolutely. You have and to have deservedly so, but Framber, right. he's making it close. He's making right. it close. How old's Framber Valdez? 27? 20, 28? He's 28? Yes, he's 28. Okay. Check that for me. I'm pretty sure. Right. Producer Josh, producer Josh, producer Josh, here? producer Josh, producer Josh. Oh, oh, you're not here? Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. I, I think got it. No, look, sure. I can do it. I can do it. He's, can I'm pretty sure it. he's 28. 28. His birthday yeah, okay. is November 19th, six days after mine. Okay, so he's coming up on 29. Okay, Justin Verlander is 39. Yeah. And look what he's doing. So, yes, yeah, and coming off of Tommy John, look, we know the history. So, yes, it's Verlander's award to lose still, even though he's missed a couple of starts. And then people bring up Dylan Cease. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm it's not. A, uh, it's an Astro one-two finish. Yes, you're right, right. I'm not taking anything away from what Dylan Cease is doing this this season. But it should be Verlander, and then it should be Framber Valdez, the one-two punch. And who was when we were at the Apollo House at at in West Palm Beach at spring training? Didn't wasn't it little bro that was like little bro? Right, he did, didn't he? He, he said, said we can, he, he said, said Verlander we and, and and we looked at him like he was fucking crazy. And he's two nailed. twenty game winners. Like both these dudes are flirting with it. And and he said they'd have over 100 wins. I think him and Garrett were the only ones that predicted over 100 wins. So, yeah. so love them, love them, hate them, love them. Little bro Taylor was nails. <laughs> crazy, crazy to think about, man. Oh, my goodness. Then you look behind them, you got Jose Arquiti. I know he got roughed up the other night, but what's he got, like 12 or 13 wins, I think? Arquiti, yeah. he's 13 and 6. I mean, it's it, uh, Luis, Luis Garcia. Has, I think he Garcia got 13. Luis Garcia is at 12 and eight. I mean, Hunter Brown, you know, the, our dog of the week last week is getting mm -hmm. his start right now, right now, as you speak, a uh, hometown kid of Detroit pitching against the Tigers. Um, yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, it's crazy to look at what Framber Valdez is, is doing. And, and uh, I actually saw this afternoon that he was getting some, uh, uh, finally getting some spotlight in the national media. Uh, what was it? To what is Tony Kornheiser and, and, um, uh, Mike Wilbon, what is their uh, part of PTI? Yeah. They talked about Framber Valdez. Crazy to look at. Whoa. Yeah. They they talked about him in a positive way. Hmm. Yeah. They were actually able to talk about the Astros, talk about Framber Valdez, the good things that the Astros are doing, and not mention the cheating scandal. Holy shit. Mind blown. Like, it's, wow. it's bananas that we're here seeing Framber Valdez be the guy. That we didn't know he could be. We knew he had the stuff. We knew he could string an inning together, string two innings together. But to see this Framber Valdez, it's it's remarkable. Uh, we saw it in the ALCS where he he shoved against the Red Sox in a must-win swing game. Um, it kind of Jekyll and Hyde the rest of the playoffs. But to see the sustained success, like I don't know it. 
it's crazy the fact the Astros are are just as good as the 19 team and, and the other team. Like, if you would have told me this year's 2022 team was would have been like that, I would have said you're you're crazy. You're high. Like they'd be a really damn good ball club. But now we're approaching levels that it's like franchise esque best teams. Yeah. And that's yeah, without Garrett Cole. That's without George Springer. That's without Dallas Cackle. That's without uh, uh, Carlos Correa. That's without um, Michael I mean, Brantley. Michael, Michael Brantley. Like the Astros haven't had Michael Brantley all damn near all season, and yeah. and they're still trucking along. I, I now they had a healthy Michael Brantley. This lineup looks completely different. I think, dude, if they had a healthy Michael Brantley, when there were times where the lineup goes cold, which we've seen. I think he's usually the piece that's right there that's so consistent and so good. He keeps it on track. And you add in probably six, seven, eight more wins if you have Michael Brantley. But here the Astros are just trampling teams. I mean, it's, how many, how many, how many games? I know we we're gonna we're gonna keep this topic, but they're like the magic number is 10. And we're gonna keep that for later on in the week as we discuss it, you know, on our next episode. And they're how many up in the AL uh, number one seed in the AL? We're up seven, I think, is with a game in hand. Now? Is it seven I think, now? I think it's six with the game in hand. Yeah, it's just cra- crazy. It's 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 crazy. And look, with Framber Valdez pitching extremely well in the regular season, he needs to sustain it in October. We saw what happened last year. It's last year, but he's got that track record of you know, being here, 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 here. And then boom, he has a game where he walks like five, gets roughed up, goes back, you know, like what we're seeing right now, 24 straight quality starts, just sustain it and go into October and continue to pitch. Dude, with that one, two, damn. And then, and then look at number three, look at Lance McCullers Jr. Would you say Lance, look, we watched the University of Texas. They should have taken down Alabama. And some people might say that Texas is back. I know Quinn Ewers is hurt. That sucks. If he stays in and stays healthy during that game, they beat Alabama. You heard it here first on Beyond the Diamond, Beyond the Gridiron, coming soon. You wait coming on Coming soon. Coming beyond soon, the Beyond the Gridiron. But in all in all reality, Lance McCullers, what have you seen? You know, can, can we say that Lance McCullers is back? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I think – I think the thing with Lance, he's just an ultra competitive athlete that is just going to give you everything. And it's, it's truly a guy that loves the city, loves his team and loves baseball. And uh, to see him battle back, to see him first off, put the, put the team on his back for the ALDS and winning that. And then having the injury missing nine months of baseball and then come back and like starting to get back into it all. It only elevates the floor of this team, and I'm just <laughs> when you're trotting out Lance McCullers Jr. in Game Three, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> what? Right. Like last year, he had to pitch Game One in Game Three. This year, he's only throwing Game Three, and then Game Six in a in a seven gamer. Like this team is so deep, and, and I think there's a lot of. Um, a lot of things that's not talked about. Baseball is one of the hardest sport, and there's a ton of ego. And I think this team just checks it so well out the door. One through nine, the guys on the bench, one through five in the staff, everyone in the pen. Like, they're not afraid to to not be the guy. Like, they, they cheer for the others to be the guy. And, and if they're 
in the bullpen role to piggyback a start, they're going to come in and, and, and chunk. And I, I know a lot of people are like, who's off the playoff roster? Who's on the playoff roster? Like, uh, Javier and Garcia are probably out of the rotation in the ALDS, but that means they can empty the tank for two innings to bridge it and give it to a Montero, to a Stanek, to a Neris, to a Presley. Like, that's good. Like, argue all you want on Twitter. Do what you want. But that elevates the team. And I think we got away from that. I think we did it really well in 2017 with the piggybacks. And then in 1819, we, I mean, we, we got injured a bit, but that formula is there. Like piggybacking starters and then giving it to your dudes out of the pin. That that's how you win championships. Yeah, and when we as we talk about Lance McCullers, you know, one of the things that people talked about and were worried about was, well, what kind of role is Lance McCullers going to have when he gets back from being on the IL? Is he going to be out of the bullpen? Is he going to be a bridge guy? How many times can he get through the lineup? And if you look at these innings logs, he's he's uh, started five games so far. One against Oakland, one against Atlanta, one against Baltimore, two against the Angels. He's gone six innings, five innings, five innings, five and two-thirds. And then this past Friday, September 9th, against the Angels, in which he got a win. He went seven strong, only gave up four hits, two earned runs, uh, gave up a bomb, walked one, struck out six. Um, so it, it seems like there really is no limit on, on uh, innings or pitches. That's always a good sign. And, you know, the command, like what we saw from him uh, last Friday, is that the command of all of his pitches was there. It was a little rusty because you got to think about it. And I heard James Click say it last week um, on our show on, on 790. Plug it. Plug it. Plug it. I was going to I wasn't going to do it. Plug, plug it. Look, it was on the Sean Salisbury show every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. On 790. On Sports Talk 790. He, he joins our show every Wednesday, and he said, you know, Lance McCullers is pretty much in April when everybody else is in September. Like he's in April and May and everybody else is in September. Like think about yeah. it that way. He's only had five appearances, five starts, and we saw him throw seven strong. He's only going to continue to get better and better and better. That's a weapon to have come October. Huge. Huge. Uh, I there think isn't going <laughs> to be anybody else on the pitching staff with fresh legs and, for, and a fresh arm like Lance McCullers Jr. And he's going to be your number three. He's, yeah. It's crazy. And we were very fortunate to shoot um, this past week the Kyle Tucker, Lance McCullers, Jose Altuve Foundation uh, Gala team-up mm -hmm. event. And we honestly, this what we do every day is just, this is just weird. Like, <laughs> Like what we do, I, I can't believe how far we are and the relationships we have with the guys. But for them you to take look, time, uh, you guys look very dapper. By the try, way, yeah, I try to clean I, up. Yeah, I had to text you guys twice to get a thank you, but you know, yeah. it's either, neither here nor there. The boys looked good. I was proud of you guys. I was happy to see uh, Colin make it out. Garrett, Noah, Josh—they cleaned you. up well. Yeah, yeah, they cleaned up nice, man. Nice. You know, Garrett, Noah got their unique styles, and uh, two two guys in one film—they looked good. Two guys in one out. film. Yeah, got to hang out with Jose Urquidy, <laughs> Jordan Alvarez. You guys look nice, man. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, especially Josh, man. Producer Josh. Producer Josh. Look, hey, camera two, camera two, Josh. Camera two. Are you there? Camera, oh. Josh, you there? Hello? Hello, Josh, you there? You got him on yours because I don't, I don't have him <laughs> on right. mine. All right, we'll find him. Uh, he's usually in sweatpants or, or gym shorts, you know, yeah. and, and for him to put on a pair of Dockers, nice no, pair dude, of No, dude, full suit. Full suit. Nice. 
Yeah. Looks good. Full suit. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. How, how far <laughs> we've come. And look at me and you are, are doing <laughs> the old podcast. school. You're, old school I, think, <laughs> I think you're in a room. <laughs> you're in a broom closet right now oh. and i'm in my living room unbelievable and, oh my god man but it's yeah it's it in all seriousness you guys look good man i'm, I'm happy and, and proud that you guys went out and uh and shot some content got to hang with the boys and yeah it's crazy Dude. to see how far we've come as a team and now we've garnered relationships with guys like lance mccullers kyle tucker i mean the list goes on bregman and tyler straub and all those guys and and uh yeah it's crazy to it's crazy to think about what is life right what is life but the thing is too like it doesn't turn off like we're sitting there talking with lance and, and briggs and we're just you know it's there's there's more money in that room that in a game of monopoly will ever see like it's just dumb and we're just a bunch of slap dicks hanging around shooting the event and they're just coming to just to kick it with us which is weird but it doesn't turn off like we're sitting there just bullshit and talking and they're just ultra competitors like it's always yeah. on it's always on for them like I, obviously they're there for the gala and for their foundations and all that stuff, but we're sitting there just talking, bullshitting around, talking about baseball, and they're they get back into it like this. It's just a switch they could turn on and off, and it's the most incredible thing ever because they're just always so dialed. They're always just on top of it, and literally gala was on Thursday. Lance pitched on Friday, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, this is how I'm going to work through this, this, and this, and you know, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. I'll get with Maldi and, and Miller. We're just, but I'm thinking this, this. I'm like." Dude, I just asked like where the where the crab cakes were. Like that's all. I, that's all I asked. It's just like where's the crab cakes? You but try these it, crab cakes, the scallops. Yeah. Hey, phenomenal. You see the crab cakes? Just, crab uh, cakes. Yeah. Send them this way. But yeah, it's just incredible. Like, and I don't think a lot of people realize just how ultra competitive these guys are. Like, yeah, we see them on commercials. We we see them, you know, do all this stuff. But like, they hate losing. They literally hate to lose. Well, so th think about it this way. When we had Ryan Stanick and his wife, Jessica, in the uh, Apollo HQ to film, you know, one of our Beyond the Diamonds, and I asked him the question about, did they tweak anything when he came over? Because they're, you know, hey, should you ditch a two-seam, so forth and so on. And then he went into that spiel about, um, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's on our, you can go back and look on YouTube and in our, our uh, youtube channel the, the fastball rise or whatever yeah the yeah I, like yeah i mean just him explaining that it was so quick for him to Turn we're on. talking about movies and then i ask him that question and next thing you know he's telling us about like i i i still i'm mind fucked i don't even know what he meant by it you know it's one thing i would love to learn uh more of but yeah that's just uh the competitive and competitiveness and these guys goes on and off like a light switch like you said and it's uh it's going to be in them forever. You know, I mean, you and I are two competitive guys, but these dudes are doing at the highest level. It's, it's insane. They're a different animal for sure. And, uh, I think at the end, like you have a, your Kitty, you have a Garcia and you have a Javier that we haven't even mentioned to round it all out. Like, so right. this, this team is deep. You have a Hunter Brown, you have all these different guys in the pit. I, I think Stanny's ERA is like under his whip, which is, crazy you have a montero and Naris and presley that are just nails you have a seth martinez who got was this the odd man out after really showing up as a rookie come back and not skip a beat uh mayton is uh, rounding in form like and let's not forget about what brian abreu is doing brian brian abreu will the real brian abreu please stand up because let's not forget wow. what he's doing yeah wow he yeah. was he was he was left for dead does left does for he dead. Ever I don't even think he's still – I still don't think he has an ERA after the All-Star break. Like, yeah, I don't think he's given up a run. 
No. Yeah, he and was he, left for dead. People thought he was the odd man out. They thought, they, he, they thought it was going to be DFA, like off the 40. Yes. Like, and he's, now he's a high leverage guy. And I tweeted about it last year. I was like, I believe in Brian Brady. The stuff's there. Just needs to click. I even, when he when he showed up overweight, I was still cheering for him. I was like, I mean, this is not a good look for my agenda when he showed up 25 pounds overweight for spring training. But he figured it out. And he's, I think he's what, 24, 25 as well? Like, it's, it's incredible. He's 25. Yeah, he's 25. He has, um, Wow, he um I'm just growing uh earn run earn run August no earn runs. The last time he gave up an earned run was in July, July 13th against the Angels. So That's the last months. time last time he's given up a run. Two full months. Earned. Yeah. He's quietly the best arguably the best reliever in baseball. Right now, it's is having too many weapons a problem. <laughs> Who do you like? I mean, like I like. What do you do? Like you have seven guys that could pitch this one leverage inning. How do you choose the right guy? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks. But Jesus, he hasn't given up an earned run since July thirteenth. <laughs> he hasn't given up a run, just a run. Since July 13th. Dude, we are it's, it's it's September 13th as we record this two months ago. I named six guys before we talked about the guy that hasn't given up a run since July 13th. That's how deep Quietly, this team is. Arguably the best reliever in baseball right now. And, and he's, he's he's got some he's got some thighs, he's got some power thighs to him. He got he can he can get that fastball up. I bet you he gets I bet you he can, he's gonna let it rip in October around a hondo. Whoa, I think we'll see a hondo. hondo. I think oh, we'll we see a hondo. That first outing for him, that first pitch in October, especially at home. Dude, bro, he's yeah, he's gonna he's going one on one ched. But it's gonna hit orbit in right. like in the diamonds. Right. Is he's gonna let it rip. Right. It's gonna Dude, he's gonna he's gonna be chunking like he already does. But then when that adrenaline in October oh, gets yeah. to gets to pumping, we're gonna see one on one. He he makes a case for dog of the week. He does. We've got Our, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Brian We've Ray. got some other candidates for dog of the week. But I think this you was and a I tough. decide. It was this tough. Was tough. This was tough. It was tough. And again, this both is friends new, friends of ours. This is uh, a new award that we debuted last week. Hunter Brown got the first one. It is the dog of the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker, come on down. Kyle Welcome Tucker. to the second inaugural dog of the week, Kyle Tucker. It's a weekly award since we're, we're back to two times a week here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. We're going to be rolling into October, steamrolling the competition. And dog our the second week. annual, or I'm sorry, our second inaugural. dog of the week weekly award goes to Kyle Tucker. The inaugural second inaugural dog of the week. Just inaugural. We need more dogs. <laughs> Kyle Tucker, Kyle front of the program. You got his stats yeah. in front of you because I, I I had it and I lost. Look, Kyle, <laughs> we talked about this. I know you're going to, we're going to actually call you later to see how you want to accept this award. Um, 
But we talked to we talked to Kyle in the offseason. We'll have to redrop that podcast and maybe get some double clicks on it. But uh maybe throw some Chet our way. I don't know. You came yeah. on the you came on beyond the diamond, you know, throw us a little maybe some miles, some points some our miles. way. Yeah, some miles. What do you say? What do you say? Uh maybe some crab cakes. He's a 30-30 guy. I think he's gonna be the MVP next year, too. So is it is it the beyond the beyond the diamond bump? It, it could be, but I think that arbiters across the league have a problem because now we're I think we're become arbiters and maybe they want to throw us some you know some flights some miles our way um if if I'm reading this correctly he hit a bomb tonight he did a tank into Lake Erie yeah I saw you hit a hit a bomb into Lake Michigan he's teaming up he's back yeah so people the, the streets are saying since we took the photo together that he's back so that's I'm not saying it. Yeah. You, you tell me you're on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kyle he, Tucker, I think. Hey, that 30-30 mark's there. It's there it's for the there. take. He's got 25 bombs. And how many stolen bases? 27? Let me look. Hang on. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Stolen bases. Stolen bases. Stolen, uh, 22 stolen bases. Oh, he needs a giddy up. Dude, Hunter Brown, as of now, is just – Letting it. It yeah, letting it rip. Yeah, letting it rip. He just threw Baez in the sixth inning, a 94 mile per hour slider that <sighs> broke about two and a half feet. And Baez, Baez needed a, an oar to hit it. Just an absolute <laughs> oar. And he's got his boys there. The entire, I think the entire Wayne State, the whole college is there. Right. I, I mean, is it, is it Wayne State or Wright State? It's Wayne the State. The whole, all, both of them are there. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's impressive. Like, he's, we're deep, baby. We're so Hunter deep. Brown, Wayne, yeah, you're right. Wayne State. Wayne State. Yeah, we said it on the on the potties. D2 guy. D2 guy. As you choke yes. on the water. Look, so we got <clears throat> Kyle Tucker, dog of the week. <clears throat> coming up on the 30 for 30. Not 30 for 30. 30, 30. 30 bombs, 30 stolen bases. The boy. This guy's being dudes, man. Guys being dudes. Guys being Look, dudes. That's going to that's gonna do it for this edition. We're going to be back in a couple of days. Okay. Do we have a uh, – we have some topics for a couple of days from now? Thursday we're going to record, right? Yeah, wanna, I think we, we could talk about – we could tease it. This is what they yeah. call it, a teaser, right? This is a professional um, tease. The emergence, re-emergence of, of JP3 and Chaz just – wow – Great at bats and great, great things you string together when you give this guy day after day playing time. Wild concept. I don't know what's going on there. Why are we playing him four days in a row when he just fucking rakes? Play the guy. Um, and I guess we'll talk about Hunter Brown because his start will be done by then. And hopefully JV's back. Maybe. Yeah. So. And how many games until the Astros can clinch a playoff spot? And how many Magic games number. until they clinch the number one seed in the American League West? Magic and number League, episode. And American League overall, the number one seed. That's next episode on Beyond the Diamond podcast. See, that that's a professional team. Ooh, that was good. Like, now I'm that was in radio good. mode. That's, I don't like I mean, I like it, you know, but like, hey, I, like to let it, I like to let it rip, you know? Can, can, we, can we talk about your, oh, no. your TikTok? Just real quick. Let's end it with your TikTok. What? TikTok. Uh, you and and Mr. Salisbury doing the oh. midnight yell at at ten in the morning. That okay, was, look, that was great. Okay, so tell me, 
I, I know this is Beyond the Diamond. Whoop! And, and we've got Beyond the Gridiron coming soon. Beyond the Gridiron coming soon. But, dude, t- tell me that AM yell lead stuff, that midnight yell is not the most cringe shit you've ever watched in your life and okay. heard. I'm not one to talk down on college traditions. Like, you have it, whatever. I mean, everyone know if you knew about midnight yell, you knew about midnight yell, but now it's being out there. But it is cringe. But you can't try to scrub the internet when you're getting right. shit on. Right. <laughs> like, they were working. They were DMCAing sure. all these accounts. They were scrubbing all these accounts. They were trying to take that. And it only created more, more PR and more eyes on it. It was they, the exact opposite. They should have just leaned into it. They, what they, are you doing? <laughs> they tried to scrub that one, just the one specific of the guy going back and forth, talking about them being talking about Appalachian State being hillbillies and all that. So instead, what happens? The internet felt like media- four more. Exactly. <laughs> then they bring out four more, four more cringeworthy bullshit from the from these dudes that are walking back and forth on Saturdays. They look like uh. cheesecake factory waiters, and on Friday nights at midnight, yell they got overalls on that are two time that are two small sizes too small. And it backfires. We should get we should get Sean uh, uh, his own personalized uh, overalls for like a Christmas gift from Apollo to Sean. Hey, <laughs> we should hundred percent do that. He's not gonna watch this at least this he, far into the episode. He would he would wear them. I guarantee you, if we got it, he would wear them one one day to the station. Guaranteed. All right. If we put it? Apollo H O U right here on the uh, you know where the little buckles go up, yeah, put it right yeah. here. Guarantee you, he'd wear them. He would wear them. Yeah, yeah man. We should, we, get ma- we should get matching ones. We, we should match them. Beyond the Diamond right here? Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Let's do it. Why not? This episode's over. Kill it. Is that it? it? We're done? We're done. We're out of here. Out of here. See you guys on Friday. We will record Thursday. Drop it Friday. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, at ApolloDes1. At Belemus. It's ApolloDes1, right? We don't even have yeah, the one right here. the right one on there. Josh, we can should, you fix we that? Need, yeah. Can we get a can we get a producer, please? Just Josh, one. can you? F- I, I don't. Still, I don't know. Apollo Des one at Belima seven nine. Of course, at Apollo H O uh, at Apollo <laughs> at Apollo H O U. That's gonna do it. We'll see you on a couple of days. Peace. Love you guys.